It's time to wrap up 2014 and look forward to 2015 across BYU Sports Nation. What are the biggest stories surrounding BYU Sports in the past 12 months? We take a look back and find out. Plus, what is our New Year's wish for BYU in 2015? Let's find out and let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Holler! BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, and I'm teamed up with my good friend, Jerem Jordan, who congratulations. Oh, you couldn't think You of have anything. survived the year of 2014 alongside me. Yeah, it was fun. This was the year that we simulcast show on TV. We did it on radio from Labor Day to March, and then from March to now, we've been simulcast on television. It's been fun. I'll be honest. The radio days, we, we were a little more flexible up here. I'm kind of tethered in, you know. It's yeah. fun, though. Started at the West Coast Conference Tournament in March, the simulcast. Yes, and kind and of finished the year in Miami. Went to Miami. That was great. It was fun, and it's been fun to uh, kind of gather BYU Sports Nation together, 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern, and hang out every so many, weekday. It's been so great. So many different ways to, to, I guess, dial into this show, whether it be the podcast. Uh, uh, people using a modem? What's Sirius XM. <laughs> Some people might be using a 256K modem to participate in BYU Sports Nation. I don't know. But if you are, We're happy fantastic. Are, yeah. Fantastic. Welcome. Wherever and however you are joining us, certainly great to have you with us as we – Recap 2014 and kind of push forward into 2015. There are some of you out there that are saying, good riddance to 2014, the year of injuries. Zach Bloxham had a great tweet, which I can't even read on the air about that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) He hated 2014, man. Yeah, the year of injuries. It was tough, man. I mean, (laughs) underwhelming a little bit. Well, a lot of bit in, in football. Uh, but we'll, we'll dive into it. I, there were some great moments. But Women's for volleyball. Other, for other sports, they oh, would say, yeah. no, 2014 was the pinnacle. Yeah, and there were some fun moments along the way, right? I find joy in the journey, right? If you're a BYU fan, you can't just go, well, you can if you want, but you, I, I highly recommend not saying it's all about the end result because BYU doesn't get top 25 recruiting classes, so they're naturally not going to finish in the top 25 most of the time. When they do, it's overachieving, right? So just enjoy the journey. You get a big one here, a big one there, something happens. Enjoy it. Is it an overall success for all sports when you throw everybody into the mix? Yeah. I think it is. I I can think of a couple championships, soccer, volleyball, in the WCC, obviously. Both volleyball teams went to the Final Four. That's that's amazing, especially for the women. And I forgot men's volleyball. Taylor Sander, the end of his career was fantastic. Player of the year again. The next hour is devoted to all of this. So what is the biggest story in BYU Sports Nation in 2014? Use the hashtag BYUSN. To voice your opinion. We Monday, are... you took that away from me, too. Okay, Don't I well, normally I'm... read that? Yes, you usually do. But I, I I've just, been doing listen. with Brian Logan so much that I, that I just have like... <laughs> dealing with? No, I didn't say dealing with. I said oh. I've been doing it with Brian oh, okay. Logan so much that I've just gotten used to reading the Twitter question. Now I need to like relax and let you do your thing. Yeah, I, I just feel like you took away some of my play calling duties. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. I apologize. This, was the, boi- like this is the Boise the State question? game for Jeremy's me. Jeremy's going to read the Twitter question again. You already read it. No, read it I'm again. O- no, I'm over it. Oh, my goodness. BYU Sports Nation simulcast in beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The three biggest stories of 2014 
in BYU Sports Nation. And it starts with the quote Brian Logan, the greatest player in the world. He says universe. Universe. Sorry. That's that's right. That's that's the direct <laughs> quote. Bigger. And it's Taysom Hill. The preseason hype to 4-0 start to the injury that ended the undefeated dreams and New Year's Six dreams for BYU football. <laughs> then the whole fallout, what transpired in the Cougar football season because of, there's so much to this story. Yeah, that was the biggest story by far. And unfortunately, it's not a positive one. Taysom Hill, hopefully in 2015, will be back, will be healthy, and BYU can have a good season. The schedule will not be the same. It will not be what 2014 was. It's going to be very tough. But BYU has a chance to do some special things. It's fun to watch Taysom Hill play. The Texas game was awesome. That was so fun to watch. BYU just explodes in the second half, and Texas is scarred forever. That will never go away, man. That will never go away. Two years in a row in football, and not to mention men's basketball, women's soccer a couple years ago. Uh, women's volleyball in the Final Four. It was fantastic. Taysom's a, uh, a unique player, to say the least. They've never had a quarterback like him. Not even Steve Young. Better runner. That became the story. He broke his fibula, and then it was downhill. I had a chance to hang out with Taysom in Miami, uh, and uh, he was good enough dude because of who he is, along with Jamal Williams and Brock Stringham and Craig Bills, the injured BYU football at the hospital to yeah. go to the, the children's hospital you were, and visit some kids. The irony is you were at a hospital with it. Yeah. yeah. The injured four. I know. You were at a hospital. In 2014. Oh. I, I know. For something yeah. better than that. Than actual visiting football. Kids. Yeah. But uh, in talking with Taysom, you know, he, he says certainly it's, he's dealing with a lot of soreness. But he is excited about the prospect of what the 2015 schedule presents. How can you not be? There are some big-time names on the schedule. Nebraska. Connecticut. Stop it. UNLV. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, I, Nebraska. Yeah, we know. Missouri. Michigan. Boise awesome. State. Yeah. And you have a senior, Jamal, who in Miami told us that his rehab might bleed into the season, uh, which worries me a little bit, but we'll see. He has to actually do that, and then he finds out. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun schedule. That's the type of schedule you could play in a P5, in a Power 5 conference. So you have to... Uh, you know, live with a couple losses that could happen. But Taysom Hill definitely was the story, and he'll be the story of 2015, in my opinion, as well. Number two, Jennifer Hampson. Mm. In my opinion, the greatest individual athlete to ever play at BYU. I'm I'm telling you. Oh, men or women. Men or women because of her success in two sports. It's hard, it's hard to argue with that. It's tough because generally people are going to give the edge, unfortunately, to a man, whether that's right or not, that, that happens. She is the greatest of all time, the GOAT, for a female, no doubt. No question. And she is in the conversation for sure. Danny Ainge, uh, drafted by the Blue Jays, you know, played a little bit with them. He's one of the greatest athletes BYU's ever had. I know that some people say, well, what about Shauna Robach? And, you know, and Shauna Robach, the all-time leading goal scorer for BYU, top 10 in NCAA history, was also an Olympian. Uh, wi- she was also an All-American in track and field at BYU and then was a, took silver in 04 uh, in the bobsled. That's tough to match as well. But when you talk about what they did at Brigham, no one's done what Jennifer Hampson's done in, in any sport, anywhere. And that's where your argument would lie. The most. I know that Danny Ainge was a great baseball player. Good grief. He got drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. Probably could have been a great football player. Pro- probably could have been all-Canadian curling. 
Who knows? He was, he the, was fantastic. He was the all-time leading scorer at BYU before the three-point line came into play. Okay? It's unbelievable what he did. Yes. And when you talk about athlete, you're, you try and I – mean, I mean, how do you define that? that? That's probably a conversation for another day. But the year that she had – and let's not forget, 2014 included the Sweet 16 women's basketball run and the national title game run in volleyball. The basketball team – Yes. The basketball team had Connecticut – down in the second half, one of only two teams to do that. Connecticut That's won win, the national basically. championship <laughs> going away. It was not close in the chip in the championship game. I know it's emotional. <laughs> I know it is. I'm gonna bite my finger. Okay, now I've gathered my You're emotions. Biting again. your finger. Yes. You my, okay, Santa, my Santa hat fell off too. I wouldn't worry about it. I'm not oh, worried okay. about it anymore. You got it. it Nailed it, it. It's working. But Jennifer Hampson, to do what she did to get to the Sweet 16, have a second half lead on the eventual national champion, world beater. Yukon Huskies, okay? And then to go to the national championship game in volleyball when there are 328 or whatever. Million teams. Division one women's volleyball teams. It's so hard to get that far for a team like BYU out of the West Coast Conference. It was amazing. For the first unseeded team to go to the title game, she carried BYU in a couple of matches. BYU didn't win the national championship. By the way, a lot of people were like, Man, it's too bad they didn't win that title game. Are you serious? The fact that they got to the title game was ridiculous. Better they have that game in that game than that game in a previous game and lose, and then you're like, well, well they went to the Elite, the elite eight. eight. Yeah, I am ecstatic that they went to the national championship game. Manage your expectations. BYU just doesn't win national titles easily. If they even get to compete for that, that is very notable. I'm not saying it's okay to lose. I'm just saying, after you take a step back, what happened was amazing and just appreciate the run you know you know it's big time when everyone's tweeting about a women's sport because that attention is just not there from the general populace the game against texas and penn state everybody watching BYU sports nation watching which was very fun to have that community experience that game against connecticut in the sweet 16 in basketball everybody Everybody watching. watching everybody's watching yes everybody's something when you're part of a cool team when you're yeah. part of yes. a team okay, west coast conference <laughs> all first team honors all-American in two sports. Goat. The greatest of all time, for sure. She, the fact that we're even talking about her as a potential of the greatest of all time, no matter if it's man or woman, is amazing. That's a testament to what Jennifer Hampson did in 2014. Now, number three in terms of the storylines for this year would be the BYU football season, okay, as a whole. It was a roller coaster of epic proportions, okay? It was craziness, Hope and hype through the roof to begin. They start off four and zero. We're gonna go to the oh, national championship. We did our Miami Beach Bowl contest, right? And some people were like, "Wait, maybe you ought to hold off on that." It's like we didn't say BYU's not going to the Miami Beach Bowl. They were going to go to the Miami Beach Bowl. In my opinion, BYU was probably going to lose a game regardless this year. It's just tough to win all the games. It's tough to stay it would, healthy. It would have been tough to win at Boise with Taysom Hill. Yeah. They're a good team. They're proving to be healthy. a really good team. BYU healthy. I don't – I give Boise State the edge there. Yeah, it, it was crazy because it went 4-4-4 four, 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 and then the bowl game, of course. Now, you throw in that brawl to the end of the season. This was the weirdest, craziest, most amazing, surreal, unbelievable season maybe in BYU history. Depressing. Given, given all – yeah, throw in whatever adjective you want – Given everything that happened. I mean, I, I definitely want to put it in my back pocket and bury it because it wasn't memorable. Third straight year of eight wins, you know. Okay. 
Eight is better than seven, six, five, four, three, two, one for sure. But BYU, this was the season where BYU is supposed to validate independence. Hey, we can be nationally relevant and independent. Instead, in independence, BYU has gone 10 wins against a weak schedule, but got 10 wins. Finished ranked because USC was ineligible in the USA Today poll. Then you go 8-8-8. Eight, eight, eight. Now BYU has 2015. They've got to do, they've got to do something special. They've got to win a couple games they're not supposed to, at Nebraska or at Michigan. New head coaches, new quarterbacks in a lot of those. In uh, Nebraska's case, it's a new running back in Amir Abdullah. UCLA will have a new quarterback. I mean, it's, it's going to be different. I've been the number one proponent of BYU surviving 2014 with uh, a measure of respect, given sure, everything yeah. that went wrong. Sure. Okay, a four-game losing streak in October after Taysom Hill goes down with a broken leg. Jamal Williams torn MCL, LCL, ACL okay, against Middle Tennessee State. Christian Stewart comes in and performs admirably, to say the least, for this BYU team gets them to a point where we think that they probably should win the Miami Beach Bowl against one of the tri-champs out of the American Athletic Conference in Memphis. Okay, Christian Stewart was the reason that people believed BYU should win. And Jordan Leslie, the one-year transfer. It was fun. What a great season he had. I know it's a disappointing way for him to go out losing to Memphis 55-48 to in double overtime. But fun game. He's, he's a fan favorite. Everybody will remember Jordan Leslie forever now. It's too bad BYU only got him for one year. Three games stick out on the schedule, Spender. UCF, a game in which the BYU offense didn't do enough. Ugh. Overtime. The Nevada game, where the BYU offense turned it over twice in the fourth quarter that led to Nevada scores. Those should have been two wins. The Cal game uh, is another game I'm going to throw in there, where BYU actually made the plays to win on both sides of the ball. And then, of course, Memphis. BYU's in a position to, uh, to win that, unfortunately does not. There's four games that are close. In the last 13 games, BYU's 4-9 and nine in games decided by seven points or less. When they won 10 games, I believe they were 4-1 uh, back in 2011, that you win the close ones, it makes a huge difference. Like if BYU had won 10 games this year, what would the story be? What an amazing turnaround. You Success. Know, BYU, BYU did it without Taysom Hill. Unbelievable. Sets them up for 2015. Instead, there's a, all right, kind of feeling going into think, 2015. Think about that, Jerem. And I know that's like, what if, you know. I don't like to play that game. Because I, it does, I do and don't. It does, it does no good for anybody. But you can't help but think at least a little bit, a few plays. What if BYU wins that game in overtime against UCF? What if they don't blow a 15-point lead at home against a, an inferior Nevada team? And Who what lost if, to Louisiana Lafayette in the bowl game. And what if they win the over, double overtime debacle against Memphis? You're probably not going to win all. 11, 11 wins! Okay, that would, that, that would have been, close. That's what you were hoping with Taysom Hill was 11, 10 Some people wins. say, well, they, they got lucky against, you know, California. Okay, so even 10 wins, though, going back to what you said. I don't 10. really believe in luck, honestly. Preparation Man. meets opportunity. Up next, Blaine Fowler, good friend of the program, will join us. What's his biggest story of 2014 in BYU Sports Station? We'll ask the man with the great hair, our dual threat analyst. This is BYU Sports Station. Happy New Year! BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Happy New Year's, everyone. And with the New Year, we've got a New Year's Day hoops doubleheader. It's going to be awesome on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Both games against Santa Clara. Women's basketball, 2.30 Eastern time. Men's basketball on the road. Dave and Blaine are there at 5 Eastern time, so don't miss it. Then you can watch the semifinals.
It's going to be awesome yeah. in college football. Our Twitter question today, what is the biggest story in BYU sports in 2014? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Speaking of Blaine Fowler, who's a very busy man, whether calling basketball or joining us on BYU Sports Nation or breaking down or lifting weights, AFR, or yeah, pumping some iron in the gym, Blaine joins us now live on the show. Blaine, what is your biggest story in BYU sports in the year 2014? Well, I... Can I, can I give you three? Because it's just so hard. And I'll even rank them. I'll even rank them. Okay. All right. so, so, so my number one, I think, is the women's volleyball team advancing to the national championship game and facing Penn State. Um, just because they weren't expected to. You know, they went, I know they were ranked, but they were unseated going in. And so against what everybody thought was going to happen down the stretch, they were incredible. And you know, so we can talk about Jen Hansen as a story, but I feel like that as a separate story. And I know she was a big deal in that. That that's my number one, followed very closely, maybe by one B, um, and I'm going to call it the year of the ankle um, for BYU football, and, because it was it was Taysom Hill, and that was the biggest blow. But but how many ankles did BYU have to have go down this season in football? And if you want to add Kyler Hogg to that early here in the basketball season, then it becomes this ridiculous year of ankle injuries that had a major impact on BYU's football program, but also had an early impact. I, I think with a healthy Tyler Haas, BYU has one or two more wins in basketball right now. And so so I, I'm going to call 1B the year of the ankle injury as a big story, and we can put Taysom Hill right at the top of that. And then, then I don't want to forget that our women's basketball team in the calendar year 2014 had such an incredible run. Um, and and, and so maybe we clump those two together because Jen Hampson was involved in both of those, but she, she really is a huge story. Um, so so that, those are kind of my 1A, 1B, and then 2 um, in terms of stories of the year for BYU. In 20 years, are we going to look back and think about uh, Jennifer Hampson and the women's volleyball team, or do you think we'll be like, oh, yeah, the year Taysom Hill got injured? Well, here's the thing. It depends on what Jennifer does now. Does she go on and play in the Olympics? Does she go on and play in the WNBA? You know? Because sometimes we remember people for what they do after they're gone. Sure. And like like Steve Young, we talk about all the time, one of the greatest. And and to me, he was one of the greatest that ever played at BYU, but he really didn't become the Steve Young that everybody remembers until he was with the Niners and winning Super Bowl yeah. MVP trophies. And so so what does Jen go on and do from now? And that, that will tell us. You know, if, if we're going to go post and look back, we may go, oh, this is the year that Kafusi moved from football to basketball. Um. And, and that's, a, that's a minute story right now, but I watch his progress early in the season. By the end of this year, we may go, holy cow. That, that's why BYU is so good right now, because now, now there's a five there, and then next year he gets even better, and, and you bring back Mika and all those guys, and now they make a Final Four run. We may look back at this Whoa. year and go, oh, that was the year Kafusi moved from football to basketball, and he was the missing piece to BYU's Final Four run in 2016. Final so, Four run, wow. So, so I don't know. There's there's some stories that hey, before this year is over, we may be talking about coaching changes. We may be talking about the repercussions of the fight in the in the bowl game. We so if we're gonna look back, the stories may change. So that's why right now I got I got to go with the volleyball run and number two, what happened to BYU football um, with with all the ankle injuries and changed what could have been I think uh, at least a New Year's type bowl game this year if Taysom Hill stays healthy. Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst, college basketball and college football insider with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, number three storyline for you, Blaine, is that uh, you personally becoming like the Hulk 
How, no, how, where would that it was, qualify? It was it was Brian Logan challenging me to bicep contests and just <laughs> motivating me to stay in the gym. Ga- Gavin came back from his mission and motivated me, and then Brian goading me on every week. It was just Logan. Logan had me going. Now I don't dare quit because I don't dare get smaller than Brian Logan. He's my motivation now. <laughs> well, we, my nephew, my nephew Brian Logan. That's right. Well, we've given up on that front. I'll just tell you that. But when I want to, I want to follow up on something you mentioned about Corbin Kafusi. To me, BYU is a low post score away from being potentially a top twenty-five team. It's it's really frustrating that there's not a single guy that could be that guy. Jamal Ates maybe was going to be that guy. We we think, but if BYU can develop somebody just to pass out of the post, what kind of difference would that make? It's, it would be huge right now. We're talking two or three more wins right now, which which would put BYU in the top twenty-five. And, and here's what I think is going to happen, because I've watched Kafusi, and he, I'm just watching little things. His progress from game one to now, unbelievable progress. And, and I think that we're going to continue. He's just so raw, and he's so athletic and so long and has such a good work ethic that by the time we're covering that WCC tournament at the end of the year, he is going to give them some production, not just rebounding and defense, but some point production there. He's going to understand it better. Remember, this guy hasn't played for three years, right? And, and he's already out there defending against Gonzaga the other day. He's playing more and more minutes. And so I think he's going to be a, a player that will contribute by the end of this year. And then I think next year, when he has a full off season, he is going to be one of the dominant post players in, in the West Coast Conference. And, and, and he has that kind of skill set. He's just so raw. And when I see his raw skill set, I just get really, really excited. Former national champion at BYU, Blaine Fowler, with us on BYU Sports Nation on this New Year's special of BYUSN. Blaine, we've talked a lot about Jennifer Hampson, and you just addressed Corbin Kafusi, But let's put some attention on Tyler Hawes, the reigning West Coast Conference Player of the Year. He's dealing with an ankle injury right now. But when he leaves BYU, what kind of a legacy will he leave behind, and will it be deserving of what he has done for the BYU basketball program. You know, he just quietly is is going down as one of the top two or three players that have come through the program, right up there with Annie Ainge and Jimmer Fredette. And, you know, he's this season now, he's he's passed some big, big names. Um, But here's the thing. Every time I talk to Dave Rose about it, he goes, you know what? We are so spoiled as coaches and fans that we've had two players the caliber of Jimmer Fredette and Tyler Hawes kind of back-to-back that we take for granted how good they are. Um, and Tyler Hawes, to me, is, is the epitome of work ethic. I mean, nobody shoots more shots. Nobody puts more work in. Nobody's in better condition. And so I don't think we fully appreciate right now how good he is. And we're going to look back five years from now and go, wow, we didn't realize how good that guy was until after he was gone. And that's a shame. I mean, I, I get it. I, I mean, I watch him, and he is so, so skilled. Remember, he's putting up these numbers without a post presence right now and with every team coming into the game going, okay, that's the guy. We have got to shut that guy down. And their entire defense is focused on shutting him down. And he still continues to produce. That's how good he is. Absolutely. When he checks out of the game, I'm like, man, Tyler Hawes. I don't need to wait till next season. I just wait till he checks out of the game. I'm like, oh, man, I wish he was in the game. We picked yeah. a couple of things. <clears throat> One was image of the year. Let's tell you some of the nominees and then get your opinion. <clears throat> Taysom's leap of faith, the Olmstead selfies, Bronco after the Cal game. What do you think the image of the year is? 
I've got to go with Taysom's leap of faith in the Texas game because at the time, it was a national image. It wasn't just a BYU image. It was a national image. I mean, it was getting all kinds of play. That play was and, and all kinds of fun in social media. And I think that that play in that game put BYU in the national limelight. And had he stayed healthy, I, you know, I believe BYU was going to make a big run. Now, then they had the four losses after he got hurt, and it kind of lessened that. But at the time, it was one of the biggest moments in the college football season. So I've got to go with that one as my best. It was his proverbial Heisman moment, right? Yes. And, and, and when you think about this Heisman race this year, and I do think Marcus Mariota came on and won it handily at the end of the year. I, I think if Taysom Hill stays healthy the whole year, he finishes second in the Heisman Trophy battle. Wow. Whoa. Why do you feel that way? Because I think BYU ends up with 11 wins, and they're going to a – they're not BCS games anymore. They're New Year's Six games now, but they're higher ranked than Boise State, and they're in that game now, and then he's in the national spotlight. They started – it takes some hype to, to finish high in a Heisman Trophy race. He had the hype machine going in a big, big way, and he was carrying that team on his back. And, and I don't think they have a four-game skid if he's playing. I really don't. I think they overcome it. Even though the defense wasn't good, yeah. he overcomes it with offense, and, uh, and he finds himself probably right there chasing Marcus Mariota because the other guys were so up and down, and I don't think that he was going to be up and down. I think he would have stayed there steadily and had a lot of hype, and that's what it takes. And uh, who knows with the injury if he can recapture that hype next year, but I certainly think he has an opportunity to. And there's some value to career achievement awards. I mean, Marcus Mariota, uh, Jr., you know, Melvin Gordon was there because he had been fantastic this year and his whole career. Yeah. But there's something to be said, too, about being the best of the rest. BYU's not in a P5, yeah. so who's the best player? It's Taysom Mill. So he can stand on a kind of a ledge that's, I think, a little taller that way. And 2015, he's coming back from the bro- broken fibula, obviously. I think that there's going to be similar hype at the beginning of the year, especially if BYU wins in Nebraska. All of a sudden, the hype machine will start again. I, I agree. And here's something. So you want to look for a silver lining? If Taysom Hill, say he even finishes third or fourth in Heisman Trophy balloting, he's likely gone. And so the one yes. silver lining that BYU Nation and Cougar Nation can look at and go, well, we're getting Taysom Hill back. And so let's look at it that way. I, that's, that's the spin I prefer now that this – kind of disappointing season is over. I'm going to look at that spin and go, okay, well, we got Taysom back and Jamal back, so maybe it's okay. There have been a number of NFL scouts that have said Taysom Hill would be an effective and productive slot receiver at the next level because he can take a hit, because he's physical, and he has that speed and what they assume are good hands as a quarterback. Do you see him at some point in the future playing in the NFL in a spot other than quarterback? Well, he has the body. He can play outside linebacker or strong safety, in my wow. opinion. And, and so, so he absolutely has a body where he can go play. Uh, I think his passing skills are way better than Tim Tebow's at this point. And so this is the one thing Taysom Hill has an opportunity to do. I think that Robert and I learned a lot about himself, about this offense, down the stretch with Christian Seward in there. It became a more pass-oriented offense like we're used to seeing at BYU. If Robert can take what he learned – and Taysom can build on some attributes as a pocket passer, I think he can be a quarterback in the NFL. But he's going to have to improve in the pocket passing game. Um, but, but I certainly think he has a skill set to, to be a, an NFL quarterback. And if that doesn't work out, somebody will take a chance on him because he certainly can play another position. Sure. I, I see him getting on an NFL roster regardless of what happens after next season. All right, you got one wish for BYU Sports in 2015. What is it? 
gosh, if they can just stay healthy for a football season, please. And, and here's the deal with BYU right now. They're recruiting on an elite level. Their first group, their first 30, um, can play with anybody. They can play that, they can play with that schedule they open up the season with in the first month uh, of the September next fall. They can't afford to get eight or nine guys hurt. They're just not deep enough. I mean, that's the same problem the University of Utah has in the, in the pack. They're just, they can't recruit enough depth at this point to compete when they get that many people hurt. So, so that's my one wish. Can they please just stay healthy through the football season? That's what it takes. You want great teams? Look at, look at the 96 BYU football team. Tim McTire and Omar Morgan started every game at corner. They, you look at that defense. They started the same guys all season long. Nobody got hurt. You know, they, they stayed relatively healthy. It takes a little bit of luck. You got to stay healthy and you have to be talented to have an elite kind of a season. And that's the one factor that's so hard to control is that health. So that's my wish for them to stay healthy. The same can be said about your 1984 national championship team in staying healthy. So you make a valid point there, Blaine. Yeah, it takes that. If you're BYU, you just don't have enough depth. That's one of the factors that has to come into play to have a magical season. I believe they were set up to have one this year, and the injury bug just didn't cooperate. And so we need that to cooperate next fall with the schedule they have, with who they have coming back. They have a chance for another magical run, but they've got to stay healthy. Hey, great to talk to you, Blaine. We hope you uh, enjoy your call there in Santa Clara as the Cougars look to start off 2015 on the basketball court the right way. Safe travels to you, and here's to a very healthy 2015. Here, here. I'll agree with that one. We'll see you guys. All righty. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, the dual threat analyst. I thought it was some strong statements. Yes, he, he offered some strong statements as well. Uh, especially, I want to go back to the Corbin Kafusi thing. Yeah, and the that's final four run well, that he anticipates in, in a like, couple of years. In like 17, 18 when Hawes and Emery and Mika and Dastrip and all those guys are together. BYU expects big things. Can we pull off the final four? Let's just get to the second round, right? Win a tournament game. For now. Yeah, win, win a tourney game. Send the boys out this season and, on the right foot. And then win the next tourney game. And the next. And the next. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. And watch basketball, why don't you? That's right. We have a New Year's Day hoops doubleheader against Santa Clara. Starts at 2.30 Eastern. Women's basketball in Provo. You'll be on the call, Spencer. Then men's basketball at Santa Clara. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler on the call there at 5 Eastern. So a New Year's Day doubleheader of hoops against Santa Clara. Should be good. All important games when you're in conference. You've got to win all those. Yeah, doubleheader. You're welcome. <laughs> on BYU for, Merry well, New Year. From all of us at BYU TV and BYU Radio. Resetting today's trending topics. We've been talking about the top stories of 2014. What is your top moment, BYU Sports Nation, of 2014? What will you remember the most? The top headline. Blaine Fowler just joined us. He gave us his opinion. We want to know what you think. We're also putting our heads together to give out Uh the BYU Sports Nation year-end awards. Wow. The inaugural? The inaugural. This is brand new. The first ever inaugural beginning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's another one of my things. You can't call it. It's not my thing. It's AP Style Guide. You can't call something first annual. It's just impossible. You have to do it a second year before you call it first annual. Let's start so with the, inaugural. the individual that stood out the most. Hit it. BYU Athlete of the Year. I'm going to go with Jennifer Hampson. Yes. And This is what we've decided. Yeah. It's not one each. It's just 
Beauty Sports Nation has decided. Jennifer Hampson yes. is the winner. Hands down, because of what she did in not one, but two sports. All American in two sports. Basketball, volleyball, takes basketball to the Sweet 16. Uh, has a second half lead on the eventual national champion, Connecticut. And then for volleyball, volleyball. to get all the way to the final. Incredible. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And she carried BYU, a unique athlete. BYU may never have an athlete like Jen Hampson again. How many six foot seven girls do you meet that can play sports effectively, that are coordinated well? That's, it's amazing what she does. Uh, I wish she had taken some three-pointers. That's the only thing I wanted out of her. And dunked. And dunked. She did in Boom Shock Luck two years ago. Did Jen Hampson ever make a three-pointer? She had to have at least made one, right? Ooh, no. Don't we, tempt me, Frodo. We, we've got to look that up. And while you're looking that up, a couple of other people that are in the mix, Taylor Sander, back-to-back ABC. I remember him. He was good. Men's volleyball player. I mean, he was the best player in the country Dude, t- twice. It was so fun to call his matches. Like, unbelievably fun. And uh, that group, I mean, they get to the Final Four twice. Unfortunately, they don't get a national championship with Taylor Sanders. That's the thing that really nips at me. And he was very frustrated after uh, both of those, I know. By the way, Jennifer Hampson, 0 for 2 okay. in her career. She so took that's, two three-pointers. That's the only thing she didn't accomplish <laughs> and, in BYU. And missed the ball. three. <laughs> that's, that's like, How dare you, Jim? She, what a letdown. You know what? I think we should t- no. Yeah, she's, take it away from her? She's athlete of the year. Tyler Hall is also in the discussion, the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. He'll most likely pass Jimmer for dead and become BYU's all-time leading scorer. But Jen Hampson, two sports. Congrats. The GOAT, as you say. The greatest yes. of all time. Up next, pick one picture, BYU Sports Nation. It's the BYU image of the year. Okay. Kainakua's fist in... Stop. Nope, not that one. Stop You're right. It. You're right. You're right. Poorly played. It did happen. The administration on, is texting me. It did happen on a football field <laughs> against <laughs> the University of Texas. Oh, yeah. Taysom Hill's leap of faith over the Longhorns and another drubbing of UT. Yeah. Hook what a em. play. <laughs> that play was like, ha, 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 blue goggle to the extreme. I think I, we were in the break room here, and I jumped up and sprinted around. I was just like, oh, it was you, crazy. You, you were not alone. I was downstairs in one of the You're green rooms with Brian Logan and David Nixon. I'll never forget this. Brian Logan <laughs> saw it and then just sprinted out of the room and ran up and down the hall like four times. Well, that's just such a moment where it's like, Taysom Hill greater than anybody on that field, you know? It was, it was unbelievable. And that was a huge win, and it created a, an expectation that was too high for BYU, and the goggles were... Oh, oh they were a full swing. Everybody wanted the goggles after that game. Yeah. Yeah, you need the big goggles for what people were thinking after the Texas game. National champion. Seriously. But slow down. Yeah. <laughs> These goggles are so ridiculous. That was, an, that was an amazing moment. It was fun. It was fun. And that's not... I like... That moment is not soured by what happened later. It just sits by itself. Like, I'm telling you, BYU fans, just enjoy that that happened. What if that didn't happen? What would you take away from the season that you're like, oh, that was awesome? Hashtag BYU owns enjoy Texas it. in all sports. Okay. Seriously, so, right now. So, some other images of, of note, uh, the Olmstead selfies with yeah. the, the tournament stash, the, the volleyball coach getting to the national championship. That was fun. And then Bronco Mendenhall's very distinct fist pumps after the Cal game. Yeah. He was so excited. <laughs> that was that awesome. Was, that was the celebration of, hey, we won four in a row without Taysom Hill. They wouldn't say yeah. that that's what it is, but that's what it looked like. That's what it felt like. I called it the end-of-year pizza party 
for BYU football, like you're in elementary school. You just yeah. celebrate hard, man. Recess all day. Yeah. That's what the if, best thing ever, literally, is recess all day. I think some of you might know which individual contest we will pick as the game of the year. It's the BYU Sports Nation game of the year. Yep, we're going right back to Austin, Texas. Football against the Longhorns. The way that BYU dominated that game a year after the Longhorns were embarrassed in Provo. That whole fan base, that team, that coaching staff had a year to remind them what BYU did to them in Provo. We're going to get revenge, man. Different staff. Yeah. Nope. Charlie Strong, head coach. BYU essentially got Mac Brown fired from the year before. Charlie Strong's the head coach. You know what stuck out to me from that game the most was Taysom Hill's long run that was called back. Uh, yes. Because Jordan Leslie Set got a tone. holding call. But that moment, and, and I've talked to people in the stadium, they were like, oh, no. It was not holding. He's, he's still Superman. Taysom the, Hill the is still Superman. The social media <laughs> meltdown that I think Bleacher Report put out. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Okay. Hashtag Disney Junior. The, 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 the meltdown on Twitter of like comments from Texas fans. Meltdowns as the, are awesome. As the game was happening was amazing. I love meltdowns. Was, Those are fun. It was so fun. I don't yeah. like drama in real life, but I love drama in sports. Women's volleyball against Texas, also awesome. And the football oh, amazing. win. Amazing. Uh, over Cal on the road with uh, the emotions of Bronco and his team in the locker room after also uh, qualify for Game of the Year nominee. Men's Hoops versus Texas as well, Tyler Haas. I guess that might have been the year before. Beating St. Mary's yep. and Gonzaga at home, that was big. There were lots of, lots of good ones. Men's Volleyball swept Stanford in the MPSF title game. That snapped like a 12-game winning streak for Stanford. That was a big win. That was a big win on Bury's home court. How about the guy that deserves the most notoriety for leading his team? Coach of the Year. Okay, we give it to Sean Olmstead and the tournament stash. The OTS is very real. Yes, that does, that deserves the he, uh, yeah. It the was glow awesome. sticks. Yeah, okay. uh, Jeff Judkins in the mix uh, for the Sweet Sixteen appearance. Dave Rose got BYU back to the tourney again. Uh, it was a good run. I mean, Chris McGowan, year two, gets BYU back into the Final Four. There were some good things, but the most fun was watching the women's volleyball team. Get to the championship game. It was amazing. It was as good as Sean Olmstead's mustache is bad. Sean has over 100 wins after four seasons. That's incredible. Okay, he's. I'm going to have a seizure if these keep blinking here. I'm going to turn turn them off. Turn them off. (laughs) Settle down. There we go. But yeah, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Jeff Judkins and and. you know, Coach McGowan, I mean, yeah, there, there are some great coaches at BYU, but Sean Olmstead, the run he had to be named the National Coach of the Year and get to the final was just... That's validating, <laughs> too. He got a national award. It was amazing. Pretty cool. Our Twitter question on this New Year's special is, what is the biggest story in BYU sports in 2014? Continue to send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Let us know what you think. Maybe we're not mentioning something that we need to. Yeah, what did we miss? And I'm sure we missed something, but let us know. Chime hashtag in. Hashtag BYUSN. Hashtag Spencer Lynch. I don't think that's ever been a hashtag. I'm going to check right now. Uh-oh. I'm scared at what we're going to find or not find. Taysom's leap of faith. We're back with more after this. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It's a double dip of basketball to celebrate New Year's. Heck Yeah. It's against Santa Clara. Women's basketball, uh, New Year's Day hoops doubleheader. Starts at 2.30 Eastern time in the Merritt Center. Spencer Linton on the call. Woo. 
And then uh, the rest of our gang will be on the road at Santa Clara, 5 Eastern on that. So double dose of hoops, uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, way to get it done, BYU TV, on the road in California on New Year's Day. It's our only regular season road game, which yeah. is a, a big deal for us. Hey, represent. Awesome. So with this New Year's-themed show, we've been talking about the greatest moments of 2014. Naturally, we project ahead, and we have to think about what do we want most in 2015? Our New Year's wishes. A new car! For BYU sports. Oh, oh BYU. You, you probably want a new car. BYU. Who want a new car? Yeah, but for BYU. Yeah. My O2 jet is not cutting it right now. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not getting it done in no, the winter weather? No. No, sliding around. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's start with this, okay? What do you want? Ten wins for the BYU football team, oh, at least. You're getting, at ten, least? You're getting greedy, dude. Ten You are, you are greedy. You are so greedy Yes, right now. I am greedy. I am greedy. Give me the blue goggles. Where are my blue goggles? I need ten the blue goggles. Ten wins? Yes. You're right. This is like, yeah, wishes. This is crazy. It's a wish. Okay. Give well, me I, ten wins. Mine are going to be a little more realistic. Woo! Like normal, mine will be more realistic. I want... A P5 invite. Hey, shots fired. Oh. <laughs> That's not going to happen either. Um, no, but really, I want an indoor practice. F- or I want a practice facility for basketball. We've been hearing about that for a long time. I would love for the BYU to break ground on that in 2015. Blaine Fowler told us that he wants BYU to stay healthy. And I think he means specifically the superstars in football, Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. And it's been a tough road for Taysom in two of his three seasons. Yeah. It's, t- it's tough to call a dude that tough injury-prone, but it's happened twice. <sighs> so hopefully he can stay healthy in 2015. It was a miracle in 2013. We had a Twitter question one day. was how many starts will Ammon Olsen have or something. Do you remember that? that Not Ammon Olsen. Maybe it was Christian Stewart. Yeah, it was in the fall uh, 2013. SOS. Because Taysom plays yeah. a, an aggressive style. Like he's... Just going to get banged up, maybe. Yeah, and speaking to that, Christian Stewart said he fully anticipated to play at least a few games because yeah. of the nature of football. Be ready, he man. Plays and he was, Taysom and he Hill. killed it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <coughs> four straight wins at one point got BYU into a position in the Miami Beach Bowl where they could have won that game against one of the tri-champs of Story of 2014. You know? I mean, Christian Stewart is certainly one of the storylines for BYU in 2014, what he did amidst that just array of Awful injuries. I'll tell you what. Another wish. I want BYU to get back to playing great defense. Under Bronco Mendenhall, BYU in, played in football really, and basketball. Uh, I don't know. If they played great. Well, they played great defense when BYU had Hartsock, Abuo, Emery, Jameer. They played good defense. Yes. Kyle Collinsworth as a freshman. They played good defense. I'm talking uh, specifically about football. The BYU is a top thirty defense again. Uh, they need a pass rusher to do that. They need. To reload uh, in spots, you know, Fuwa and Bills were banged up and didn't have the senior years they wanted for sure. BYU needs to play better defense because if they had better defense this year, they would have won a couple of those games. And now we're talking about ten or eleven wins and not eight. That this is a preemptive strike here with the blue goggles <laughs> already. I know on. I got the blue goggles. A win in the kennel against Ooh. Gonzaga in men's basketball. Okay, I was going to say say men's. Yeah, a win at the kennel. BYU has never beaten Gonzaga on the road. I think, does Dave Rose only have, does he have one or two wins all time against Gonzaga since the Cougars have joined the West Coast Conference? Two, plus the NCAA tournament. Plus game. the NCAA tournament. Okay. BYU is two and two in the, in the Marriott Center. 
Uh, I would, I'll see your beat Gonzaga once and raise you a win a conference tournament championship wow. for the men's basketball okay. team. I love that. That hasn't happened since 01. I would 01. love that. Shout out to McKelly Wesley, Terrell Day. Was Eric Nielsen on that team? Yes, all, I all think the, so. All those dudes. Was Mark Bigelow on that team? Uh, Ricky. What was Gervais. Yeah, no, not, not Bobby. Ricky Gervais. It was, what's his name? Three-point shooter. Ricky, no, it was, uh, was there a Bobbin? Danny, no, Danny Bauer. Oh, Danny Bauer. Bauer. It was Danny Bauer, not Ricky. It was Danny, Danny Bauer. Bauer. Yes. Yeah, that's right. See on that team, too? Whiting? Was Whiting, Trent, Trent Whiting, Whiting on that team as Are well? Are we just doing flashback? Okay. What happened yeah, in this segment? 2001, <laughs> absolutely. Now, here's the question, Jeremy. If you could only have, we've talked about all of these wishes. If you can have one. P5 invite. That's a P5 invite? For sure. Well, it's hard to argue that. Okay, one yeah, realistic <laughs> wish. Wait, that's not one realistic? One realistic wish. Wait, what are, you, what are you telling me? The big drop doesn't love us? <laughs> we're so hot. <laughs> we're, we're financially oh, viable. Oh, my goodness. Uh, probably, I don't know, the practice uh, facility for hoops. Okay. See, that, that way, Tyler Hawes in the middle of the summer doesn't have to, granted he's graduating this year, but doesn't have to go to the RB, Richard Building, and have someone go, uh, I need to see your wristband. I know you're. I know you're the fifth all-time leading scorer at BYU, but I need your wristband. Uh, no, I'm Tyler Haas, and this is my land. <laughs> I Tyler, own, Tyler I own this place. This is Tyler Town. Remember, I'm the greatest scorer, or probably will be, to ever play basketball. You remember Jimmer? I had more points I than him. I scored more points than No Jimmer. wristband. Get out of here! Yeah. that's, that's I want to go with him one time. Just be like... To the RB? Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. No. Do you have a wristband? We joke about that with him whenever when, you know when we see him. It's like, hey, uh, do you have clearance to be in here? Can you imagine Taysom like going to LaBelle Edwards Stadium if it was like open and students could play? Then be like, uh, running some drills. Yeah, I don't think you'd be here. Excuse me. That office on campus is like we used to watch this show. Now we hate it. Oh, <laughs> they just make fun of us for a solid two minutes. What? Well, I mean, they should make fun of themselves for that moment. Come on. Who was it? Kyle Collins would told us he had a, he had like a no. It was Tyler. He had like a come to religion talk with. A girl there who got him like two or three times said, listen, I'm trying to get better, and you're impeding my progress. We can't have this. Yeah, you don't want to mess with fired up Tyler Haas. Come on. Don't do it, dude. My realistic wish uh, for BYU sports in 2015, no, it's realistic. (laughs) I don't want blue goggles. goggles. It's kind of going along (laughs) with what Blaine Fowler said, and that is health, especially to the superstars of BYU football, that they can last an entire season. That guys like Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams – will be able to play in all yeah. of those signature games because that gives them a greater chance to get to my blue goggle wish of 10 wins in football. Yeah, you take it for granted, health, but it's really something that you need, and BYU got bit hardcore in 2014. Up next, we put a bow on 2014. Yeah, Happy New Year's, everyone. Our final thoughts from this New Year's special. BYU Sports Station continues after this. Aww. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Happy New Year's, everyone. Hope you're enjoying this special edition of BYUSN. We've invited you to sound off on the year 2014. What is, in your opinion, the biggest moment or greatest event for BYU Sports in the year 2014? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Perhaps we'll see something great in 2015. 
when oh. we have a doubleheader. You know it. A New Year's Day Hoops doubleheader on BYU TV and BYU Radio against Santa Clara. Women's basketball at 2.30 Eastern. You're on the call on that one. Men's basketball, 5 Eastern uh, at Santa Clara. The gang hit the road. Our only road game in conference on BYU TV. Every game's a Super Bowl here, man. It's awesome. It really, it really it's is awesome. fantastic. Dave McCann, Brett Favre Fowler, was like, it's awesome, man. On, on the call from Santa Clara, the home of the uh, the new San Francisco 49ers football stadium. That's right. I was like, they're the Broncos. Yes. But you're like, no, Levi Stadium. No, yep, it is. BYU missed the Fight Hunger Bowl. Uh, they were a year late, by the way. Oh, because it's played it at... It was cool to play in uh, AT&T yeah, Park, it's in right? San Francisco. But Levi Stadium, that would have been awesome. So today's Rise and Shout, as usual, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes to all of you, BYU fans, for making this year and every year a fantastic year in BYU Sports Nation. We have had a brilliant time in 2014. Are you English? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm Maybe I'm watching too much Peppa Pig with my son, Jax. <laughs> Peppa Pig. Okay. He does say plaster cast and, yeah. and shopping trolley and all sorts of stuff. I, okay. Where are you going to finish? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it's, it's been a pleasure. We started the simulcast in Las Vegas, got to go to Miami. It was awesome. It's been, when we started the show, we decided we weren't going to take phone calls. And there was a risk there because we're like, well, we're going to have to build a Twitter following. And look, you, the member of BYU Sports Nation, have made it fun to interact with Twitter. And outside of the show, too, during a game, using the hashtag BYUSN. The conversations that we have are fun. And it was a challenge to maybe go with only tweets, no phone calls. But it worked because of you guys. We want I love you, to, you! We want you to continue to have a voice and uh, get involved on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Again, thank you, BYU Sports Nation, for making yeah. our jobs yeah. the awesome. best job ever. Woo! This sprites for you. Hey, Jerem. Hot shot. Good riddance to injuries in 2014, oh, right? 2014. You can get out of here. And here's to a healthy 2015. Thanks to Blaine Fowler as well and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to Ben Murdoch. We'll see you soon.